Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Yeah, pal, he's working out too much. He's got a way off. Yeah. Stand back. ChannelAttitude.com Smackdown Live review. It's Tag Team Gauntlet Night. And I got my tag team partner, Young Ryder. We're going over strong. Get ready, pal. It's time for your Smackdown Live review. Oh. I can guarantee you two things. Number one, that song will not be played after any match. Uh, (laughs) And I will politic so hard to be eliminated first to be the locker room winner. Nice. Battle Royals. Excellent. They did uh, in the Hami Media Discussion Group, they did an AI Battle Royal with all of the HMG uh, heavy hitters from the Pick'em Challenge. And uh, I went in at number 14, eliminated El Plaza, and was eliminated right away after that. I go, Stevie would be proud of me on that one. Nice. Even though it was AI eliminated me. Uh, but glad to be back here with you guys, man. Just recorded the Monday locker room over on the Hami Media Group side. Appreciate you guys subscribing wherever you are. I know there's uh, some updates coming up uh, for channelattitude.com. Uh, check your emails. I think Jeff sent me a, a video that I haven't had a chance to upload, but I'll be putting that on as a bumper uh, onto videos the rest of the week. So I know there's been updates behind the scenes. I'm not really sure. I haven't talked to Vince. I'm sure we'll find out tomorrow, but I know he's also working on uh, some promotions, some added promotions. So uh, I'll grab that video and uh, I'm sure you guys will see that in the upcoming weeks. Uh, but uh, hopefully you had a good Father's Day weekend, man, and a good Collision weekend, Stevie. I know you were really excited about Collision, uh, the kickoff, and uh, them taking off for Canada. No, I thought the the Irish guy got like fired and rehired by AEW after uh, <laughs> after Rock. Yeah. Nigel, what was up with Nigel's voice? Was he just trying so hard to sound excited? It was like because he was good in Ring of Honor, but I, I have to say he wasn't. It wasn't his best work, in my opinion, that, that I've heard him on commentary. Yeah. I was like, he's yeah. only forcing the hype. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'll throw myself under the bus here. So Nigel McGinnis and I can both be there together. It reminded me of when I was a total fucking idiot. And when we were on with uh, the very first time trying to sell the horseman oh, DJ show, Mo, <laughs> DJ Mo, look at his eyes laid up. He wanted to get me. Oh, there yeah. Too. You oh, yeah. You suck. Do you suck? Oh, yeah. Yeah. News and weather on, on the sevens. You yeah. Know? On the sevens. Come on. <laughs> but that that's what it kind of felt like to me, too. Am I too off base with that or not? Yeah, because Nigel naturally isn't. Yeah, you, 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 I wish somebody was in Gorilla telling him, hey, Nigel, just calm down. You have energy. Yeah. And that's that's a thing that everybody, my wife's in voiceover. And when we perform, when when you're way too high, it just, it, it's off-putting in a way. And it's I tough, think it's tough to just be yourself because you don't think that that's enough, even though that's what's really brought you to the dance is when you're your most natural. And then when you really are trying you're not just being in the moment, being yourself. You're thinking about your performance the whole time. I think, and I'll give Nigel the benefit of the doubt. I heard Jr. was not feeling well. So mm. maybe he got thrust, which is weird because Kevin Kelly was on commentary. Why are you thrusting Nigel into the first words when punk comes through, through the curtain? Mm-hmm. That should be Kevin Kelly. Cause he, he knows how to gauge that inflection in his voice and everything to commentate. Yeah, there was a uh, big energy, you know. It just had better weird. energy than any Dynamite or Rampage I've I've uh, seen in a long time. Yeah, that's I would say that was the kind of key takeaway from it, um, and. <laughs> We'll see how that goes when they, you know, get smashed by some mainstream sport because they really weren't up against anybody. But uh, Punk's promo, uh, okay, I know this is SmackDown. I was, if it was me, but I know he's a big PETA guy, so this wouldn't <laughs> probably go. I would have uh, probably gone out. It, it'll be tough to find one in the spring because they don't have horns. But shot a, a buck and had it actually, I would have gutted it in the woods, then lowered it from the arena. Uh, by the neck and and just skun it out in the ring. I could probably skin out that like a full buck in under twelve minutes. So that would have been quite a segment. Just don't say anything and and skin a deer and leave the carcass in the ring. I believe the first uh, thing that should happen after collision is firing that ex- TV executive for making up the the term one bill fill, which makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're going to bury the young buck, there's no- one bill fill. Oh, glad that's not. We didn't mean one pill, Phil. <laughs> yeah, please, please. Like, just take this. Okay, here. You're just one mm. pill, Phil. <laughs> he only took one pill. What the hell? Uh, yeah, Z-Pack. man. But uh, a big uh, weekend along. <laughs> Z pack. I took uh, uh, my my the emperor and my my brother to uh, the skeet shooting range. Had a great time uh, blasting some targets, man, uh, with those guys. So hopefully you guys had a good Father's Day. Or if your dad's not around, it's something to remember or honor him. Or if your dad's not around, maybe you hired a private detective to track him down. Who knows? But hopefully you had fun this weekend. Uh, all the way around, it seems like uh, all the updates I saw on social media were pretty decent. But, um, yeah, man, uh, the, everyone was, was pumped about the finish of this SmackDown, Stevie. Uh, a pretty good WWE show don't tell. Uh, let's further the storyline in a, in a very epic way uh, to close out the show. But if we're not giving everything that same amount of attention, it kind of makes everything else less than, doesn't it still? It does, but I have to still say we talked about energy on collision. And for some reason, it's got to be the two hours. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. SmackDown has a completely different energy than Raw. 
it, it just feels like more like a big fight atmosphere. And it's on a night, a Friday night is, is hard to gauge, but it's right up there. If not beating raw in the ratings, most weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. Monday, everybody's sitting at home. They're, they're not going to go out or do anything, but Friday to be able to draw a similar rating, if not a better one proves that it's, it, if you switch positions and put SmackDown on Monday, you might get 3 million people. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and it's just the show. It's not necessarily the roster or the draw because everybody's on every fucking show, even though they say there's a brand split. Yeah, free agents. Uh, Get your free agents here. Uh, So that that three hours is the absolute killer. This show had good energy and went by quickly. I was watching. uh, I didn't do the SmackDown Live self-help group. Uh, watch along, but I was hanging out with uh, Renee on his Patreon, Cafe Day Renee Patreon. Had a good time, and the show went by pretty quickly. The first about hour and ten minutes, you're like, oh, okay. There's only 50 minutes left, so that that raw just uh, grinding to a halt here, and, and definitely not even comparing with the amount of effort I feel put in creatively. Uh, it was interesting doing uh, late night last night, the new episode of the Consultants for August 3rd, 2020. Available now at patreon.com slash homie media group um, group. But it um, <laughs> the whole thing was, well, they turned a corner and they allegedly took some of our ideas and tried to get some value out of them. But uh, there was a, a story that Vince McMahon promoted the entire writing staff that I don't even remember this four hour horrible meeting and said, quote unquote, so I'm just going to be horrible uh, uh, over the ratings and the shitty creative and that the writers had pitched him 32 different uh, pieces and he rejected all, but about four. So Shredomatic 6,000 and, and this is back in uh, opening of August, 2020. And then I believe we had allegedly sent the network executive the numbers from 1999, that exact same week. And Raw did a 6.1. And what was it? And Warzone did a 5.6. And Stevie Night Heat did a 5.5 rating. Nitro did a 4.1, dude. Uh, and uh, Vegas Vacation, National Lampoons did did like a 5.1. So... Even the Sunday Night Heat show is quadrupling what Raw is doing right now. Well, but they're making way more money in 2023 than they did when the product was really... The world's so messed up. When the product is good, advertisers and all the licensing fees and everything back then, the Raw, WWE, and pro wrestling peaked at exactly the wrong time, but still living off of the Attitude Era, of the early 2000s, of the late 90s, in order to get these TV deals. I'm convinced some of these executives want WWE because they remember that era, and they want AEW maybe because they remember Nitro. Hmm. It's interesting to me that that the branding on AEW is so Nitro. It makes me go... You know, we've had the argument about that, not argument, discussion that why would you want to emulate a failure of a brand that, that went out that way? And you're kind of trucking towards that with reckless abandonment instead of making your own thing. Does TNT own those graphics and not WWE? Be, and was that not part of the buyout, do you think? Because why would you be using those if they were, if they were under the WWE umbrella of uh, intellectual property? 
It's a good point because when WWE debuted that new WCW logo, it was like, what is what is that thing? Right. So that might have been the TNT or the TV networks actually created the assets for the company. That's what I was wondering, you know, because they're so close. I mean, they, I, I get the nostalgia value of it, but inside that nostalgia value, without saying it, is the loss of a war. And why well, it's almost like flying the Confederate flag and being like, the South will rise again. Oh, yeah. Will it? <laughs> you know, maybe not this, today's a holiday. They can't. Yeah, maybe not today's not the day for that. <laughs> uh, but happy Juneteenth out there if you're celebrating everybody. Uh, and we're going to get to it. Usually we would say this is a mail in reason to start the show off with something uh, so long and profound, but we're at the Rupp arena in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, an area I'm pretty familiar with. Um, and I'm sure Cornette will have plenty to put over that way. Uh, but uh, we're going to kick off the show with pretty deadly versus hit row versus the OC versus the street profits versus the brawling brutes versus the LWO. In a number versus one Russo's brand. <laughs> <100. laughs> versus Elon Musk versus SpaceX versus Tesla. Uh, uh, it's getting torched on Twitter for not debating RFK Jr. Versus everybody. <laughs> uh, versus Kid Rock versus hey, look yeah. RFK. You're <laughs> against the vaccine. I'm yeah. for the vaccine. We don't get along. But let's go out there and win the tag titles tonight. <laughs> hey. You don't like vaccine? You like vaccine. Get together. Hey, you're good at a team. You're both, you're both got shot. <laughs> uh, that versus the LW and a number one contenders tag team gauntlet match to kick the night off. Uh, Owens and Zane watch from backstage as uh, Street Profits uh, begin and uh, big shoulder tackles, all kinds of drop kicks and uh, Irish curse backbreaker tags in Holland. Suplex City in Zaguri's all night long uh, until Seamus tags back in, delivers a big boot, and uh, pins Dawkins to eliminate the Street Profits. So Street Profits out right away. I was kind of surprised at that. Um, but who knows? Maybe somebody's got cool an injury. Finish, that yeah, was it was cool. Finish. Yeah, It was cool. Um, and there, I guess Street Profits is the Stevie Richards winner of the night, in and out, right? So. Well, there's another team coming in, and I don't quite think that I'd want to be treated as badly as them. But <laughs> is that coming up yeah. now? Uh, OC's next. Uh, Gallo slides in the ring, right hand, tags in Anderson. Uh, sitting with Renee, uh, you know, he's he's been around uh, freaking Deacon for a long time uh, since DSW days, and I knew him as Festus, and then reinvented his uh, Gallows and all the, the good brother elite stuff. But uh, – <laughs> I'm nobody to fat shame anybody, but, uh, you know, Renee's uh, in pretty damn good shape all the time. And, and Gallows is, is packing it on a little bit right here. A lot of guys are looking post-WrestleMania soft. I'm not sure if you uh, were noticing any of that or not. I did. I did. And uh, Anderson, too. Everybody just really? seemed like they they must have warned them about drug tests or maybe maybe they bought some time with Dr. Black, whoever the guy is. And then after WrestleMania, I, I I don't think they test between Rumble and WrestleMania at all. Me neither. And I, I think that six weeks after is like after you've been eating chicken, broccoli, and rice for fucking two, three months on your, you know, set to look awesome. 
everybody goes, okay, <laughs> time for some pizza. What do we got here? Uh, you know, we're going to uh, Krispy Kreme and Waffle House down in Lexington uh, and doing what we want to do. But uh, everybody looking a little bit soft right here. Well, but I'm sure. Can we talk about that for a minute? Sure. Let's Let's just, I'm trying to word this correctly because I don't understand. I was there, never made a ton of money, saved every bit I could. So I lived like a starving artist anyway. So my calorie, I was in a caloric deficit, not by voluntary means. But I always, you know, I hate to bring his name up, but there's guys in AEW like Jericho that are multimillionaires, could hire if they haven't hired personal chefs. I got the nutrition solutions meal service, and then they can probably get an affiliate code and make a lot of money to, to eat right and train. And I'm not singling him out because there's a group after WrestleMania that are doing this. Mm-hmm. So outside of any injuries, and I say Jericho's name again, because maybe he's just fighting a back injury or something that we don't know. And that, that will hurt everything. Trust me. I know that personally, you cannot do anything with, with lower back problems. Right. But don't you think like when you look at it, like you're getting paid a ton of money, you're never going to make this money again at least you don't think so wouldn't you just throughout the year have an attainable physique be really in good shape save your money instead of spending you know what 10 grand a month on gear or whatever it is to go to wrestlemania and then not have a heart attack when you're 40 or 50 from enlarged organs and i'm i could go on and on but you know what i'm saying like why is it these are professional athletes tv stars all these things you need to be dialed in all the time in so many different ways. Why aren't you putting your physical fitness and your longevity into account when you do these things? Because that roller coaster ride and that yo-yo dieting and yo-yo cycling, it's going to be harder to reattain the physique, re-obtain the physique yeah. two, three, four, five, six times into the, the roller coaster ride. I mean, what do you think it is? I mean, you worked all your life to get there. This is the dream. And now you just only do enough to get by. Pizza's that fucking delicious, Stevie. I'm not sure if you've had it or not. But, I don't know uh, if WWE owns <laughs> Planet Fitness and they're doing yeah. pizza and donuts. <laughs> and right. Sabotaging. But I'm serious. Like Top oh, Dollar, right. Dollar lost weight, got himself in shape, which I believe is the, we'll talk about that next. I believe that is the, and I've been in that spot. I'm going to lose weight, get in great shape, and hopefully it will save my job. I think mm-hmm. that's what that dude is looking for. They even buried him on commentary again. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. I buried him in the finish. <laughs> the whole thing Flop was the bury him. Flop yeah. dollar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was Michael Cole, not Wade Barrett. Wow. I, 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 there, I, there's something where that gets Cole over. You know what I mean? Like they tried to pit him against each other and he's the one who's got to put the heat on and to see if this guy's going to step up to be like, why are you bearing me on commentary? So then Cole can either go at him or else be like, well, that was, it was in my ears over there, you know? So that, but that doesn't make the best show. That's just showing that the boys think it's fucking funny to do it when you've got, you know, hip hop cells and we're burying this guy. So why are we even investing in him and putting him out there if we're just going to fuck around and rib him? Mm. Well, it's also the fact that Michael Cole gets ribbed all the time. Everybody's laughing about that. Then when they do it to somebody else, Michael Cole jumps in and, and like pours dirt on top of top dollar. Right. It, it's what's wrong. It's kind of what's wrong with the wrestling business from a perspective. That's why there's never going to be a union because deep down, nobody ever wants to help 
the the whole group out. Right. If anybody should have empathy for him, it would be Michael Cole. Instead, he jumps on because it's his turn to bully. Yeah. Be a star. <laughs> uh, back from break, Gallo sends Sheamus uh, crashing in the mat, fouls with elbows uh, uh, to the head, tags in uh, Machine Gun Anderson, fires off right hands, tags Gallo's in, kicks right hands, just uh, pretty much my offensive package here. Uh, Sheamus responds with a body slam, but Anderson tags in. Sheamus catches him with a boot, pins to eliminate him, and eliminates the OC. Big boot, strong as fuck tonight. Uh, next are the LWO in the ring. They waste no time and go flying over the top rope on the brutes, the outside, um, but Holland, uh, gets a blind tag, uh, and Seamus lands a big boot on Del Toro. Holland then delivers the Yoko Suka cutter to eliminate them, uh, eliminated LWO. Uh, hit row slide in the ring. Seamus wastes no time, lands a big bro kick on top dollar and pins fucking top dollar to eliminate hit row. Why, why the burial here? Like I get the flop dollar. I get like, not that I get the fucking coming down with white ski masks on to insinuate KKK shit. Uh, and it's Juneteenth. So I can only imagine what they'll have them <laughs> possibly do, uh, this week. Right. Or, or tonight to show up on the show. Um, or Seth Rollins will give a stirring promo about black history. Um, you know, what, what is the backstage animus to this of having them slide in like that and go under while burying them on the, on the commentary? We could be, we're recording the show on Monday morning. This guy could be released by tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just getting that, that vibe. Is that, is that what you think? I mean, I put it out there with Renee too, and he's like, eh, you know, but uh, you think that you, what are the percent chances that if we see a burial like that, that what comes right on the heels of it is that? It kind of depends on how much they're paying them, which I don't think they're paying them that much. So then they can have fun with them at a very affordable rate. That's the way I look at it. Mm. Uh, and, and it's sad because that's like in fi I use the football analogy, but that's like in football, Tom Brady or anybody would come out. I mean, I'm using Tom Brady as just an analogy. But all you're going to talk about is all his flaws and the divorce and the stuff and the home life. And it's like, yeah, he just threw like 10 passes in a row for completions. And all you're doing is burying the guy. Yeah. Top dollar and all of hit bro could have been hard edge rappers. I'm sure you being a fan of it would love to see really hard edge kind of. It's, it's right there. It's claimed. It's Suge Knight. <laughs> Suge Knight's in jail for running a guy over with his fucking car. He's hung people off of balconies, put guns to people's heads to fucking make them sign a contract, put hits on people as the leader of the Bloods. These are all easy things to infer. Or what about just, like, at least not burying them? They, they're already going to get buried by taking a finish and losing. They're not getting pushed. But this is kind of like... Then you wonder, and I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of in kind of a different perspective today, but I just wonder, like, you don't know mentally or emotionally what this guy's going through. Mm. He can go home and blow his brains out. Yeah. Especially when he's doing that. Like, oh, it's his fault. No, no. You were, you were just poking the bear a little bit. But, oh, no, we're talking about mental health and we have daycare and all this other bullshit as you literally could cause somebody to be suicidal if he's in the wrong state of mind. They keep wailing on Becky Lynch with that too, right? Like almost every promo is like referencing her 
being in a dark place or dealing with whatever that she's dealing with back and forth. So it, it's not even low people on the totem pole. If you give the upper management this much of yourself in, in an honest conversation, Braun going, uh, Vince is like my dad. I went and told him about the <laughs> next thing you're fucking fired, bro. Within three months, sure. They bring you back. But, uh, did you control your narrative? Nope. You got neck fusion surgery instead. Don't ever, don't ever tell the office of any wrestling company or any company in general that you have a car loan, a home loan, any debt or anything else financially where they feel like, or, you know, or even personal issues like a divorce or anything, do not let the office know about any of these things because then they're like, we got them. We got them. And how do you think, it. how do you think they'll feel when I get up out of the creative meeting and go, hold on one second. I got a, my dispensary partners calling. I'll be back in five minutes. Well, I, I would hope I would be there for that. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll have two phones. Two phones. You got to do it in Vince's voice, though. Yeah, I'll be right back. My weed partner's calling. Just keep talking about fucking ricochet. Hey, then, 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 fuck. then, then somebody will stay. I don't think, hey, what about what about everybody here that, 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 that is here trying to create a show? What about them? Well, uh, give me a five. You guys give uh, me five. You didn't do it right. What would he oh, say? Fuck them. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, sorry. I was in my own head on another thing. I was like, give me five ways to uh, bury hit row. I'll be back in 10 minutes. Oh, so we already got 20. We don't need. <laughs> uh, I don't like any of them. Give me five more. Uh, Maybe like, we already got two of those. when he looked <laughs> Back from another break. Pretty deadly are going at it. That sounds homoerotic with the brutes in the ring. Uh, Prince sends Holland crashing in the mat before Wilson tags in, delivers a running uppercut in the corner. Holland fouls up with a neck breaker and rains down right hands. Uh, back and forth, we get 10 beats of Bodron. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, there was one point in this, I don't know if you saw where Holland had him on the shoulders and he's going to do the double Alabama slam, but the guy starts to slip off to one side. This is the third time we've had these, look how jacked I am. I'm going to do a double move on two guys. Fucking Boogs blew his leg out with the Usos. Fucking Holland uh, goes almost goes down here, maybe tweaked his knee. There was another one, too, that we did where it's like, uh, be careful. Like, it's not going to fucking be smart to Boogs do that. Again. Boogs again. It was Boogs the second time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. back. Hey, by the way, Boogs, Boogs must have went to the same restaurant Hunter did with the burger and the fries. Remember in the YouTube like beautiful day video when he was recovering yeah. 40 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Just fucking jacked off of Wendy's. That's how oh, it goes. Food and Wendy's. <laughs> how about, how about the re-debut of uh, Lacey Evans as the Sergeant Slaughter stuff, then the heat online. And we haven't seen her in two weeks since then. She's that's another thing, but she's, I got to say this. If she was anybody else, she seems like she's mentally disciplined. She, she has a family she knows exactly what's going on. Let's not, what's wrong? Uh, sorry. Uh, to me, like, okay. Military discipline, intelligent, sure, but not savvy enough to get her own business over and or bring in slaughter to give her the rub. And then we'll do, we're doing like, I'm a shoot fighter, GI Jane. I'm Sergeant Slaughter. Now check out me on my bed in negligee. So you can see my titty nipples and fucking camel toe. Like I'm there to look all day. You're sexy as hell, sweetheart. There's no doubt about it, but I'm not going to come out and go. She's a fucking badass Marine who should be respect. Like 
it's it's uh, to me that is <laughs> and they already tried to play the storyline extreme daddy issues join the military to be around strong men <laughs> i'll train you guys in the barracks in one in more than one way and fucking now here we are with this where it's supposed to be my character's strong as shit but i can't stop from taking boudoir photos there's that that to me doesn't paint the picture of a strong person okay yeah good point my my point was and i'm probably wrong was i just talked about top dollar or anybody else that might be mentally weak and might want to potentially hurt themselves because they think they're worthless now that you put it that way yeah i mean you can only take so much and if you still have to go into that environment i do i look back and those daddy promos were just so like wrestle crap good like they're like they're not editing they're not doing jump cuts they're not yeah. b-rolling they're just zooming on or it's like um and then he did this um and then he did yeah. like give me some b-roll what the fuck bring right. act something right um, yeah just like the shadow stuff from a true crime right like anything along those lines where we're going to Morrison come in from dateline or something yeah <laughs> they just dude they walked away and had lunch and just kept it rolling because <laughs> <laughs> she's still going on and on and on yeah you're right she could commit suicide soon I, 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 <laughs> i'm right i don't know i just think that in anything entertainment it's all about the island of misfit toys and a lot of people who are better performers uh and have some type of social retardation is because they had to adjust for something traumatic in their lives, you know, uh, and that's what made them a better comedian, a better, you know, actor, what have you. But there's a lot of other <laughs> carny things that are uh, flapping in the wind over there. Uh, so and maybe top dollar will do a sexy photo shoot in his bedroom instead. You know? Do you think they could team her and top dollar up? And what would, what would the team name be? Um, he should do the Clarence Bixby gimmick with her Southern Belle. <laughs> he should be. They should or, get married. Mr. Visual Candy from the Django Unchained. <laughs> 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 yeah, the life, the the movie Life, where the warden's daughter hooks up with the you know I don't want to say every black man's a prisoner. I'm the I'll be the pappy. If I can, they don't know who the father is, you know, oh, or the baby. Uh, that's my, that's my child balls. Well, we'll my... know if they're, we know if they're watchers. It was branded a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, it's interesting, man. Uh, to, to, for her to not be on the show that we're having this type of conversation. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn confront pretty deadly. Uh, Zane, uh, congratulates pretty deadly on the win and says he didn't expect that to happen. He says they've overstayed their welcome for five minutes by celebrating in ring and invites them to head backstage. Prince says that was cute and says their hair is somehow drier than Zane's after beating five teens. That popped me. Uh, Prince said they had no right interrupting him and Wilson. Wilson said, despite what Zane said, he and Prince will stay as long as they want in the ring until they become the new undisputed tag team champions. A uh, bunch of bullshit happens. They try and get their, I can't remember what the, their little catchphrase is. Something baby or something. I can't remember. What I can't was. remember. So it's not a good catchphrase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but pretty deadly retreat uh, when Zane and uh, and Owens slide into the ring. I don't know why they had the high ground. Like they got to slide in the ring. That's where a heel should cut them off, get one or two things on. And then they cut, they, they hulk up to come back and then you powder and leave them in the high ground. But you could have got a couple licks in before that. I secretly hope they go over. 
The who goes over the pretty deadly does. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. The those shirts are heat, bro. Those fucking titty out shirts kill me to watch. I just mean we haven't had a we haven't had a team come out of nowhere and get elevated instantly with that kind of win. It would be it would be pretty good. Yeah, and I think they can carry it in the ring too. They're pretty damn good. They're pretty deadly too. <laughs> but are they a toxic attraction? I don't know. Um we then had backstage to Roman, Solo, and Heyman in the green room. Heyman asked if Reigns if he's talked to Jay. Reigns says he hasn't, and Jay should have reached out to him. He then demands that Heyman go find him to do so. So now we're doing, you know, did did he call? No, he should call me. Did it? Oh, hmm, oh, oh, no. Uh, back at ringside, EO Sky and Bailey head down. Zelina Vega follows. Uh, it's EO Sky with uh, Bailey versus Zelina Vega. Um, Vegas surprises her with a six one nine and uh and pins her for the win. Um, so I don't know that they're moving into EO Sky and Bailey. They've been teasing this for a long time to have them break up to have EO turn babyface. But Zelina gets a win here after two or three losses where she cuts the wrong promo, as Brett would say, like I'm going out there and win and da da, da and then you eat shit and die in front of the crowd. They, they could have told her she was winning, by the way. I thought about that as an alternate theory. Mm, that's interesting. That's what is is that something you've seen happen before where the tire go over and, and cut the promo and then they switch the finish yeah. uh you know after it's in the can? Dude, I've seen them switch opponents on people as a rib. Mm. At house shows. Oh you got somebody different, just call it out there. What a dangerous thing to do for people that don't have experience. Yeah, I'm just working a hammer lock at that point if that happens to me. <laughs> they did it to me about three or four times on house shows. Yeah. I, I was like laughing. I was like, you guys don't think I can work? And then they switched baby face and heel rolls after they sent out a different person. Mm. Now that now that might fuck me up. Because <laughs> I'm not. I would just go like who I just impersonate a baby I love face. You people. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love you all. <laughs> uh we then head backstage to Adam Pierce. Uh with Bianca Belair walks in and demands to know where her rematch is. Pierce said it's being talked about. I'm not sure where, but Bel Belair tells him that she wanted to get the rematch the right way, but she's taking matters into her own hands now. Um, I don't think we, this didn't definitely wasn't a alleged consultants thing, but I wanted to put this out there. I was talking to the chat room about what do you do with Bianca Belair and Ford? If you're going to break them out, uh, and turn them heel, I see a very Jada and Will Smith, uh, turn. Yeah. What do you think about that? Of, of making them angry, disgruntled like that against everybody? Yeah, I mean they did it. What is it, about fourteen months later? So yeah, it's about right. Like it's about, about about it. Yeah, it's about time to do it. That's what get me, Jazzy do. Jeff. That's what they don't do. They just don't when it's fresh and they can capitalize on the SEO and the clicks. They wait until it's base. I, I mean, I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. So what do you think a casual fan is doing? They don't yeah. think about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith or any of that stuff. But I think it's uh, enough times passed between it now that where if you did it under your WWE style, you just didn't do the Chris Rock slap spot, but you did a domineering wife who's got a chip on her shoulder and you're trying to be a supportive husband and that fucks up all your relationships outside of your marriage based on her having you wound up, that that would be the game to play out with them. So you want like top power to be Shug Knight and then 
for Bianca to beat Jada and have an affair or have some kind of entanglement with Pop Dollar and Ford has to stand there. The only problem is the office is full of the biggest marks. Mm. They're going to think it's all real and they're going to bury Ford because he's not a real man. They're going to do like the Chris Candido thing with Tammy. Right. Yeah. No, that's interesting. The real life Jada and Will be like decades before they even did it. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. I'll, I'll put over, but they didn't get the max heat out of the will character. They just buried him and let him die on the vine that way. Right. True. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think, I don't even think Vince knows who Will Smith is. <laughs> like this new movie Independence Day is coming out. I got to check it out. God damn it. Parents don't understand, Deuce. They just don't understand. Um, Grayson Waller hosts Charlotte Flair on the Grayson Waller effect. Um, yeah, Grayson Waller's doing as much as he can with what he's given. You know what I mean? I, and, and I, what I like about Grayson Waller was a couple things when he would pitch to here's my guest in entrance they stayed on him instead of cutting to it and he turns and looks at the camera and does like you're goddamn right it's he was in character the entire time as opposed to what we saw on raw with and dumb dumb and i say and then who's coming out next (gasps) and they wait and you're waiting for the cue he's constantly in the moment of what's going on i like that when i go through the curtain if I'm angry or something, even in an indie show, I continue yelling and screaming about whatever I was leaving the arena with for about 15 steps into Gorilla because you never know if the people are going to hear you that way. The, the, you always need to be in character before you ever go through it's, uh, you know, or after you're leaving. And he's in that moment when it's not on him, but he's continuously making it uh, believable. So I like that to see that from him, which some NXT kids would not have that level <laughs> of uh, ability. Um, I, hate, I still hate the fact that when they picked, uh, I think it was that Andy Harwell girl, he's mm-hmm. there being happy for her. Yeah. That was bullshit. Yeah. That, that should have been the setup of being like, what the fuck? Like, and he storms off, right? Like throws the yeah, chair. and leaves. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but Flair's music hits. She makes her way to the ring and do you believe in life? Uh, looking just like Cher, uh, that came from her Olympic figure skating tryout. I don't know what we're wearing here, Stevie. <laughs> and then hold my beer, uh, out comes EST. And she also is fucking wearing a figure skating outfit. They just don't have their skates on. I'm going, what the fuck? Is this weird new leotard thing that's going on? Oksana Bayul versus, uh, I can't remember the African American figure skater's name, so I botched the joke. Well, I mean, <laughs> these are, these, this looks like a two, two for one special from Target where they used to be in the front, but they moved <laughs> it to the back of the store. It's the drag queen fucking yeah, yeah, uh, collection. Talk friendly body suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get it me looks, talk friendly. This looks like something out of a drag show, doesn't it? Yeah, dude. It, it, it fucking it's it's definitely right off of uh, Lady Gaga's, you know, uh, summer uh, lawn sale collection. These <laughs> clothes. I, I hate to say it, I, and I don't mean to be mean. These close-ups do not do either one of them any favors. They they no. they, they got to be, re- and I'm not saying it for the talent, but there it seems like everybody in some segment there's people being ribbed. It has nothing to do with business. You're not mm-hmm. showing either one of these girls in a positive light. 
and you're no. not telling them what the fuck are you wearing? What get, put something different on? No, go out there. That's funny. I think we should actually put ice down uh, on the entrance, and they should do a triple lutz. Uh, you know, a couple of toe loops on the way to the ring. Hmm. <laughs> a, I can't. I, I just can't. I can't understand. I've been. I was there for almost ten years, and I cannot under. I still cannot understand why they do the things they do, and how in the world they keep getting richer with each passing day. <laughs> I know, right? Right. Uh, Flair says she has Oscar's number. However, before she can continue, Bianca Belair's music. Uh, hits. She makes her way to the ring. Uh, they go back and forth a little bit, but Bianca kind of cuts the heel promo. Promo after this is what she said. She's going to take matters into her own hands with Pierce. This is it, and cuts the promo and leaves. And Charlotte's just kind of sitting there, like, "Okay, I got schooled. <laughs> no rebuttal, no heat." Um, and they leave because they don't want them to touch, even though they've already touched plenty of times. Uh, uh, you know, when things break down. But it, this is a very strange segment, and all I can do is, you know, I was talking to Renee with about uh, how many surgeries or whatever uh, Charlotte possibly has had at this point, and I had seen two days before that. I don't know if you saw this clip. I'll send it to you later. But Bill Maher sits down with um, Kathy Griffin. Ooh, uh, cool. Dude, Kathy Griffin almost looks like a giraffe, bro. She's had her face shaved down so much that it's, it comes forward where her lips come out and the rest of her face doesn't move at all. Just her lips are moving. It's a very, very strange and just like completely Hollywood masochistic, way beyond the point of anybody else plastic surgery wise that I've seen. And Charlotte has got the howdy doody face behind the face kind of already going on man with with what she's done and i just don't want to see other girls keep going down this road of self-mutilation and destruction for a hollywood standard that just turns you into i don't know like almost an alien looking uh humanoid you know so didn't kathy griffin used to be like as a comedian like kind of an attractive plain jane type girl like yeah looking like I don't know what got into her to make her because she was always like she I, got on E Channel. She got in with the with the Illuminati Satanists of E, and then it just became that, bro. But she didn't even get a buy. I have no room to talk because I'm not even that. But she didn't even make it past what they call a D level celebrity no. for her for her sacrifices, whether they're human or her own face or whatever. She never. She never. Maybe that's the rib. Like, oh, if you keep doing it, we'll get you to a C, a B, and an A. You know. Well, I think I think the E Channel stuff where she got her show and like you, she went from playing you know Funny Bone and and other like she had a good comedy career for decades, but like uh, to to that level of once you're playing in there, then guess who runs E Channel? Guess which mafia? (laughs) And once the you're in there and you become there's a letter for the channel. So there you go. By the way, and I saw a thing on Andy Dick how bad he's doing right now, and I was like. I wonder if the incident, the elevator incident is where everything kind of, you kind of feel bad, but these people have all like willingly done these things to themselves. They really have. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein's three fucking miles from me right now. I I drove by there yesterday. I go, I'm working a hundred hours a week, but I I, jerk off in a plant. 
Yeah, yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> he's well, he's in the hospital part of it. I go, I'm three miles from here. I rip on everybody else about doing due diligence as a reporter. Should am I am I gonna have regret when this guy dies in this jail three miles from my house and I didn't try and go and have two or three sit downs to do an interview with him? You know, so inter- interesting. Uh, you know what's and, funny is I don't think anybody's even asked him, so he might like be happy. I think so too. With somebody, I, I'm I'm thinking about doing it. You know, you're just, gonna do it, Keith Morrison, when he starts telling the stories. You go, oh, <laughs> I, I mean, Kevin Owens and uh, fucking uh, what was his name? God damn it, I'm botching left and right, right here. You came, did you spoon? <laughs> oh. <laughs> My wife, uh, I need that audition for uh, for crime narration. She says I have a good ominous voice i don't know if that's a compliment or not no i think it's good yeah dude your voice so you got the right mics to make it even more ominous we need an ominous mic um yada yada she storms off and that was that <laughs> of the scene nothing too crazy here uh grayson waller uh get some time so i'm well, sure I say you- about charlotte i know okay, i know we got to keep it under hour jeff mm-hmm. charlotte this is this is where you get into a lot of trouble as a talent, especially in wrestling, is when you think or assume you're already over and you're giving everybody the rub and you're not moving forward with your own character and you're not adding layers or reinventing yourself or doing anything. And I very much got the impression what her thing was like, I'm so over, you keep talking and I'll just listen. And then mm-hmm. I, I just got the feeling like she's she's taken a very lazy approach this run thinking that she's already just nothing can knock her down from there. I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I didn't feel energy or what, what, what the connection should be uh, to either of these girls in this over a new white belt. Like, Oh, great. Uh, Do we need celebrity to pump them up? What is the next level for either of these two girls to, to reach at this point? I guess with EST, it's a heel turn. With Charlotte, it's just like I'm legacy. Even though I work heel, I act like a baby face because I think I'm over. I don't know. There's not much there that's captivating at this point, is there? You, you know what you need to do with Bianca? When she turns heel, if she turns heel, she can't be beat because you beat her so much as a baby face. It had, there has to be a reason. This was the, the turn is what made her great finally. And she just mm-hmm. goes on like a run where she never gets beat. The Charlotte thing. This is where I, I feel like I got to go back to it. The WrestleMania thing, just just the, the the sitting at the ring, sitting under the ring apron and smiling and the proud mama shit. Mm, I like got the, the same vibe from this. Okay, I don't know why. That's a good point. It feels like she's the foster mother for all these other talents. Yeah, no, I think you're. That's absolutely right because we're we're not getting we're just getting that, and it seems self serving and has nothing to do with entertainment on tv you know that that is a very good point just the fact that i'm trying to think you know whatever the jada stuff is and what did will slap uh, chris rock for was the uh was alopecia where she lose your hair uh, that she has there yeah the whole thing is her whipping around her hair and if we've got this lawsuit with uh, her being made to look like a stereotypical african-american uh you know ridiculous uh you know tropes and and slap your ass and wear door knocker earrings that's her heel turn to be able to be like 
fuck this system. This is who I am. And you don't even understand what I'm about or who my people are. And I'm not going to do things your way. You, you are the system. You are Ric Flair's daughter. So you, they've, they've opened up every gate for you and become a little bit more militant sister soldier. I don't think we got to go full black Panther with her. Uh, but there's plenty in that Wakanda forever of black, uh, pride that she could wear that, uh, and, and get rid of some and really burn the office on what they tried to make her. Well, they brought back the LWO. What about bringing back the nation? I think that's a great, great idea too. Wow. You're on your game here, brother. No doubt about that. Yeah. And, 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 and what bad ideas soon. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, then we get back to the backstage with Jay Uso. Paul Heyman approaches him, apologizes for telling the truth and being right last week. Uh, he apologizes for Jimmy super kicking him in the face and says that, that it was intentional. He says he meant to kick Roman Reigns at the night of champions. And he meant uh, what he did last week. He says Jay deserves better than that before Jay apologizes for having him Heyman kicked out of the remains of in the bloodline. This was written very weirdly and I didn't read that well. Uh, back at ringside, AJ Styles and Meechin. Stevie, I'm not sure if you knew this or not, <clears throat> but uh, Meechin is uh, crazy in Korean. Uh, they head down and then uh, Scarlet and Cross uh, follow. And this was a really good match. My favorite match of the night, even though I like the opener gauntlet match. Um, but uh, Cross goes over on AJ Styles here uh, clean after a little bit of a distraction, but feeds back in. And it looks like they're going to put put some push on Cross how they should. There's a lot of money there, and they've kind of been spinning their wheels with them. But this is a big win for uh, Killer Cross in front of the fans here. He felt comfortable. Yeah. I could tell he was more comfortable. I don't know if they had a house show matches or AJ pulled him aside calmed them down or I I don't know there must have been a combination of both or one or the other but he was exactly what he should have been and hopefully the last time didn't hurt him in some people's eyes where there's a ceiling over him uh the only thing I see for AJ right now is to turn on the rest of the the club or whatever they call it and turn heel again because he's starting to get he came in flat and he's just kind of going downhill from a creative perspective yeah uh, there's there's no real roadmap for him to the top right here um just getting kind of utility matches and being an ex-champ you know is it the Dolph Ziggler spot a little bit without but he's got a crew uh but I agree with you that Cross looked way more comfortable I think probably Cross's best match in WWE so far on the main roster right here I I like him I on a personal level, obviously both of us like him. Yeah. He's really one of the good guys in the business from what we know of him and know from people around him. But man, I mean, it just something clicked in this match. Something made it to where hopefully they noticed that he's hitting his stride with that and that the, the, the act with both of them. And I hope they start. I can see Cross and people might think there's nothing there. I can see him being another version of kind of like an Undertaker type thing where if he gets a little bit darker, it could be, it could be what they hope Bray Wyatt was. I can see it in Cross. Uh, I see what you're saying there. I just don't want to. Well, they do the tarot, so they've got black magic in there. So I, I won't say no to that. Uh, you know, uh, I see where you're going with that. It just got to be its own thing. I'd rather be a more Aleister Crowley. Uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. He's not going to be Taker, but he needs to be much darker than anybody on the roster, which is about. You're heading in that 
direction on the spectrum of what a taker was. Right. Right. That's, yeah. that's what I see. I uh, you could be, you know, I'd like to see him get a little bit more of a Charles Manson type vibe or serial killer type vibe, or there's gotta be something added to it. It's too watered down and it's too it's too vanilla right now. There's gotta be just something where, you know, it's just there's gotta be something attitude error type of angle or or moment that makes him like, holy shit, this guy's sick. Yeah, a dealer of death of some time. How do you take uh, what he, you know, he's done it before with Oppenheimer to, you know, I don't care, Coney 2012. (laughs) If you want me just off the top of my head, I've had good ideas. Maybe this is a bad one. I see him start to bloodbath people to start an angle with Edge. I like that. I I like that, too. I do. Because Brood Edge versus Cross would be a nice... You could have a, the, the cinematic matches. You could have some supernatural stuff. You could have things happen that could be pretty interesting. You could have, and Beth and Scarlet too can get mixed yeah, in there. There you so, go. No, great stuff from Stevie Richards today, you guys, on his game as always. Uh, unfortunately, also on his workout game, a little too hard with extreme tricep pull downs and curls. Uh, Vince and I will have something to say about that in the raw review. I don't to work out this morning. I don't want to. I don't. Hey, by the it. way, by the way, I got the ultimate compliment that made me want to like crawl into an early grave. Uh, Juice Robinson told me he was a big fan when he growing up as a kid watching. Me. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Fucking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, dude. All the way around. Um, Santos Escobar shows his appreciation for Ray Mysterio. He says Ray says he's had many accomplishments throughout his career, but the one he's most proud of is reforming the LWO. Uh, he says the person he's about to introduce represents the essence of the faction and welcomes Santos Escobar. Uh, LWO music hits. Escobar says he's worked harder and made a lot of sacrifices to receive the opportunity of a lifetime when he competes at the men's money in the bank ladder match. He then tells Ray and thanks him before saying he's fighting for Ray, his family, and anyone in the WWE universe who has a dream. I think this is where we're also, you know, It'd be controversial in their baby faces right now, but to not r- reference all the illegal immigrants or anybody going through that struggle right now, uh, we know it's a tough time, but uh, escape with us and let the LWO represent all Latinos all across the world, no matter where you are. I think we're, we're missing that little bring it to the real world caveat right there. You know what I mean? Uh, LA Knight's music. Go ahead, please. You know what they should have done? Uh, the biggest babyface story I've seen that would have got the guy over, and like you said, unite him and see that he's a family guy. He bought his parents a house. Why are you not featuring that on the TV shows? Yeah, absolutely. House yeah, to thank them, and his dad is a—I guess he's a second-generation wrestler. Um, yep. but, but why didn't you do that? Or or, or bring his dad in in a very uh, chavo classic kind of way. What I'm saying is like. And said it best when he watches the behind the scenes and the documentaries or whatever they do for WWE or wrestling in general, he likes a lot of these people and are interesting. They, they strip all that when they get out like on TV, Mm -hmm. like his parents, a house, they had the American dream or maybe they still live in Mexico, but they love Mexico and they love being Latiners. There's a certain amount of like really, a really good message about Mexican pride too. That could give people like some hope that like if I can't get to America, maybe I can live my dream 
in Mexico because these people did. I, yeah. it's just, you know, the, the immigration thing and the, 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 it's such a polarizing thing, but be proud of what, what your country and the people in it represent as well. Absolutely. And especially if Modelo's the number one new selling beer and all that shit, it, 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 it doesn't have to be Latin take over his heels. It's Latin take over his baby faces. And, you know, as not that I quote Biden here, but white supremacist groups are the most, uh, t- are the highest on the terrorist list in America right now. Right. So who do we push as a white supremacist while the Latinos are, you know, honoring their family, getting houses, uh, Bud Lights on its way out. Everybody we're, in charge of the WWE. <laughs> yeah, we're we're taking over like uh, real LWO NWO shit, right? So I'm talking about the the, the evil white supremacist. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, sorry. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's what that's what it is too. That there's so much, there's just so much polarization, and they, like that's what these people are being used as political pawns they're literally used their lives or the lives and their deaths are chess pieces being moved by their children are too their children the separation of the children yeah yeah the worst part is the children actually that the cartels are using as mules or using for i mean the sex trafficking is a whole nother story that we're hearing about there's no friggin good guys on the political side but we get back to what you said these are the heroes that we need to see on TV to represent just that. one, one little kid going through it. And if he puts a message to them, if you're going through a tough time and you're missing your mom and dad, know that the LWO has got your back right now and just make them strong. You're part of the LWO and say it in Spanish, right? Um, well, no, you got to say it in Spanglish. Okay. Yeah. Right. Get Raquel Gonzalez out here. Actually, they, they can't do that because Seth Rollins isn't really proficient at Spanish. <laughs> He's Not working. Really. He's working on it. Uh, L.A. Knight's music hits, and he makes his way to the ring. Knight shoves Ray before Escobar catches him with a clothesline and a dropkick. He then sends Knight on into the ropes, and Ray looks for the 619, but uh, L.A. Knight slides out of the ring. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, a lot of the Latinos in, in are going to California, so is L.A. Knight the white supremacist you want here being the jack yeah. fucking wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how, like, Who's that sound? That sounds like Bailey. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Um, back from break, bells rung. Escobar hits a uh, back elbows, uh, follows up with a backbreaker. Knight responds with a kick to the head. Why not? Escobar ascends to the top, lands crossbody, running knees, uh, and then Escobar reverses momentum after Knight uh, picks him up from a body slam and pins Knight for the win. So roll through on the pin here. Quick, sneaky one. So we get uh, Knight blindsides Escobar and rains down right hands right afterwards. Rey Mysterio runs down to ringside to provide Escobar with a hand. Back from break, uh, we see Jey Uso. So, uh, yeah, just uh, building towards um, a small mini feud with Escobar and Knight and then eventually to get Knight to Rey Mysterio to give him the rub to get him to the next level. I remember when we went to the CVS up in Rome, New York, and that guy was kind of, you know, you said everybody's on edge and looked like for about two seconds, something was going to happen when I was kind of like, get the fuck out of my way or whatever. (laughs) If he was beating me up or he had me on the ground and you want to come help me and he like the window was down on his truck and he just opened it and you just kind of went through the window and did this, but couldn't reach, reach me. 
you know, reach him as he was trying to go away. Yeah. That's essentially Ray Mysterio is literally two feet away from LA Knight right. <laughs> reaching through the ropes. Like I'll get you next time. Like, I don't know why they don't, why they do this. I, we don't want him to touch yet. We don't want him to touch yet. Like I get it on some things on blood feud, but just do something where Ray boom, you know, goes to the top rope springboard, hits a Rana and, and out goes uh, LA Knight to slap the canvas and, and that way, we don't need straight punch physical violence, but Ray can out lucha him quick and get him out of there in order to do that. But instead, it's these little powder things with the invisible fucking, you know, force field in between you. Hmm. I would have definitely beat that guy's ass too for you, Stevie. Um, back from break, we see Jey Uso heading to the ring. He runs into Sammy. Sammy gives him a nod back in the ring. Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Solo Sokoa head down. Will Jey Uso remain part of the bloodline? Uh, Reigns tells Lexington to acknowledge him before he continues. Uso's music hits, and they come to the ring. Um, Reigns says he knows what fans want and then says they want answers. He asks him if he's in or out of the bloodline. Jay demands that Reigns be the one to tell him. He says it's either Heyman or himself, and Reigns tells Jay he can pick anyone to be his wise man when he's the tribal chief. He says Heyman is his wise man, not the bloodlines. He says he was meant to get his family to the promised land. So I guess the uh, they're all moving over to Jerusalem. Uh, and Jay said uh, Jay is meant to keep them there. He says they put three years into getting Jay ready to assume the position of tribal chief and says he's meant to lead, but not yet. Uh, Reigns tells Jay, uh, tell Jay he's his brother's problem. Jay appears to cut off Reigns. He tells Jay that Reigns is the real problem, and he's just using him. Uh, it's kind of similar to what we saw three weeks ago. That was pretty good promo, too. He asked Jay if he really believes what Roman's saying. Reigns says it took 10 years to get the Usos on WrestleMania, but they've main evented each premium live event since they've been with him. He says Jay can't be a tribal chief and a twin at the same time and says as much as Jimmy wants to beg, the truth is that Jimmy was the only one who had a problem with Jay being the right-hand man, so trying to conquer and divide. Uh, all kinds of stare-downs, and then the Uso brothers super kick the shit out of the tribal chief, dropping them. Solo goes ballistic and charges him, uh, but they also catch him with a double super kick. Usos look to leave, but Reigns begins to yell at them. And then Jimmy and Jay catch him with a double super kick and put their ones to the sky as the show goes off the air. So the brothers are together, you know, Bo and Luke Duke, uh, good stuff there. And and it was good show, don't tell. The, even the back and forth, how I read it, didn't really do it justice. I thought their timing was pretty good on it. The facial expressions. I don't like Roman getting knocked down and then kind of coming right back to life to scream and be mad. That was about my only uh, critique on this but ended in big action that was like, what's he going to do with the Sophie's choice? And the brothers were united, and it was a big baby face pop at the end going off. I thought this was a good way to close the show, no doubt. Yeah, it was very, very good. And, um, you know, people are commenting because it kind of like made people think the worst of collision might come the next night. And I, I don't even know if Rampage air after that or if Rampage done. No, Rampage did air. Last week it did 290,000, so we'll see what they do this week. Man. It's like right ahead in the impact numbers. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, it was very good, but as creative people or alleged consultants, we would say, before you even do this, what's next? 
What's after that? Sure. What's after that? Well, what do we have for the next four to six weeks before we pull the trigger on this? Because we pull the trigger on this, and we don't know what's next. We're really backed up against the wall. But they right. seem well, always be backed up against the wall. What do you book what? them into for money in the bank? How do I book them? Yeah. I don't know. I think um, I'd like to see LA Knight win the title. I know that a couple of people have said Jay and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, and it would be great. I mean, we talked about Pretty Deadly earlier. Imagine elevating LA Knight in one night, having Jay go over, get his title victory, tribal charge. He becomes tribal chief and wins the title. LA Knight cashes in, wins the title right from him. We have LA Knight as champion. Does the Roman help screw him so LA Knight goes over on him? Well, he can get him right up from a super kick, so he's going to be fresh and baby. <laughs> so, yeah, why not? Why the fuck not, right? But, but, I mean, not? You, you, you booked yourself. The positive is you have a level of a superstar that's quite right now near The Rock was when he wasn't a movie star. Roman's up there right now. Yeah. Roman's a draw. Roman's a star. But when you do that for three years or four years or whatever, everybody else suffers. The Usos have only come up because they're attached to him for a year or two. So what now that it's broken up? Right. Are the Usos going to be as fresh? Are the Usos going to go back to the to the half-painted faces? Or are they going to go and come back and start doing the Samoan dance? Are they going to regress back to another gimmick? Yeah. I hope not because Jay, I, I told you this when it first started. Jay's a star. Jay has made everybody a believer. He surpassed Jimmy, and maybe there's some truth in that promo. When he says you're next in line, he's right. kind of saying you got over. You got way more over, so you deserve a push. I, I heard that in the promo. I don't know if you heard that too. No, I did too, yeah. And uh, I think you're, that, that truth in comedy right there is that, or truth in acting, I guess, is, is uh, a good little bit because it was very believable i just when you said uh you know he he's at the level of the rock before the rock went to hollywood and and i guess in wrestling terms maybe but i think about the difference in world terms of like you could go if you smell and like you know people would fucking know what that is if you just went and go acknowledge me nobody nobody's gonna know what the fuck nobody's gonna know what the fuck that is people do cheer for it sure you don't think little kids who watch that, if they're up, are saying that to each other? I, I think, think I think about guys at the DPW garage. I think I'm gonna think about guys at the fucking Midas muffler who would know the rocks guy's phrase. And if you said acknowledge me, like what the fuck is this guy talking? Yeah, the product's not for the guy at the mechanics at the garage. We're the fucking idiots to have to watch it at 40 and 50 years old. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, that, that's just the difference in the launch point for each, each of those characters. He should be. Talk, it should be at that level is what I you're mean. You're talking about culture. I'm talking about the bubble. Sure. He is, he is just as – and you know what? He went from being immensely uh, over-pushed and kind of not over. He was so not – he was so not over he was under. Right. As a baby face. Yeah. And he had to dig himself out of a huge hole to do what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. And shame on WWE for not letting this dude be himself five, six years ago. Right. 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 Just the amount of money left on the table. We're like, no, those are always the worst things. Fuck. I wish I would have done this a yeah. year ago. You know what I mean? hundred percent. You know what I would have done in Philly at that rumble? If I was Roman Reigns and rock and the people are booing. Dude, I would have did the Orndorff Hogan thing. 
raises his hand and Roman fucking takes his head Turns off of the clothesline. We yeah. go off the air with that. Yeah. That, that, that would have worked a lot better. That's a moment. Yeah. Even if Rock didn't come back, just the launch point of that would have been amazing. Wish I could take somebody's head off in Philly, uh, WrestleMania 40 weekend, but they'd never accept, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you can do that, induct me. Yeah, I will. Stevie yeah. Mania, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be the, is it the Blue World Order? Is it right to censor? No, it's Ben Hameen comes out. <laughs> Aaron Stevie in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? What's funny is they probably give me the fucking, uh, like the Connors Award or the Warrior Award because they don't even know I'm still alive because they still haven't called me back. <laughs> You're fucked up. Yeah. Like I'm dead. <laughs> you could be a two time winner and one night you win. Why Connors am I getting and- I'll have to talk to Nash about that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you better uh, slow down these workouts, Big Stevie Cool. Otherwise, Vince is going to rain down hellfire on you. We- I do slow them down. That's why they're 90 minutes long. Oh, that's. That's good. <laughs> and uh, your your wonderful wife there uh, coaching you on, but uh, glad to see you doing what you love, man. I don't want to tell you to not do your passion. I just want you to n- not go back to a place where we, we were in February and March because I care about you, buddy. Um, but, yeah, I'll, uh, you guys check it out on Instagram uh, with his insane workouts as he's putting on muscle mass, coming back leaner, stronger, better than ever, big Stevie Cool, sexy 5 o'clock shadow beards, uh, and uh, plenty of – truck updates i'm sure coming as well as we've got a haul ass this summer and plenty of things to haul but what else going on this week short term stevie well i just did i'm trying to tighten up the reviews so they're getting a little bit shorter which is good so i got the g15 uh super long-term review well over a year also i have uh one of those platform resistance trainers i've been testing out so that's in there the cold plunge will come in a couple weeks so that'll be here. Mm. Lots of great stuff, man. I'm I'm so blessed and grateful. I, I hadn't said this in a while uh, for you and Vince. I won't get too emotional, but the fact that you and Vince had every single day, a, you know, or as much as you could, checked on me, talked to me, messaged, called, whatever. Uh, that's what got me better. It, the support of you guys, the support of my wife, even the support of the people throughout my entire wrestling career and life, meaning fans, wrestlers, and other people that had reached out and still continue to do so. I mean, you know, the world, we get so caught up with the world being what it is and the negativity and the toxicity. But, man, I I learned over the past few months there are still really genuine, caring people out there, and it makes me want to be even more caring and empathetic towards towards people out there as well. So it's it's something that, like I said, it's changed me forever, and it will never leave me and. And this part is the good part of that. In your face, antibiotic pick line. Yeah, it's not your fault. You didn't do shit. I did it all. (laughs) Oh, well, that's a a lovely sentiment, bro. You know how much we love you. And as does everybody here, subscribe to channelattitude.com. Whether you're on the Another one of the videos coming. I'm going to do the video this week. Oh, you know what? You want to talk videos, dude, and crossover? I've been watching it. Mark and I, we talk every day, all day, but it still doesn't matter because uh, I'm an ECW uh, fanboy since the beginning. And what you've done with, um, forgive me, uh, is it James as well, uh, Dutch Mantel's producer? Yeah, Narrow, yes. Yeah, uh, on uh, wrestling shoot interviews. He's been releasing them all week long. A great sit down with Stevie's. I, I think I've watched almost all your shoots and everything you've ever done as well. 
I think this is one of the best he's ever had on his channel. I thought it was great conversation. And I don't know. I didn't send this to you. Did you see uh, Steve Carrier uh, maybe on the bottle again from Ringside News saying that Stevie's out there trying to spread rumors that he was possibly going to be in DX and it's all we've checked with inside sources and he's it's all a lie, Stevie. So you're you're out there uh, lying um, about. <laughs> It's always somebody, right? Yeah, always one dumb cocksucker who doesn't know anything. I, I have I have said many, many times, if I was going to make pretend or lie or present something as not being truthful, I would make pretend I was Brad Pitt or a movie star. I would never like say, oh, once they find out I was in the early stages of a consideration for DX, I'm going to get tons of money thrown my way. You know, that's going to be great. <laughs> whatever yeah. I, I, you, I know you pop for the fact that people have never been there and never been to anywhere talking about how it's never been a, you know what i mean it's just yeah. whatever it is but it'll get clicks kind of like sure. the other clickbaity title i talked to james and he's like i gotta do i gotta put these kind of because i'm i said i'm not into those clickbaity titles like yeah. getting choke slammed by kane saved my wwe career was yeah. a news article that someone sent me I, i'm pretty shocked that they haven't picked that i don't know how hard he plays the game but that kid james is i he's think he'd be, pretty, be perfect for for aew bro i think he'd be perfect for ring of honor like yeah. he's he has got great skills he's got an aura about him that's natural and made you very comfortable i think and that's what really made that these clips that he's putting out some of the best not just stevie richards best wrestling shoot interviews I've ever seen. I think I think it's one of the the best pieces of 2023 so far. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're not going to see another one for a very long time. <laughs> I think the ones that say, you know, I, I got to get out there a little bit more. But yeah, I, I James James is the reason you, you'll disagree, but James is the reason why that is that good because he can he can carry the interview very well. And you were on with the other good looking son of a bitch. Uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking oh chris van vliet so it's all these goddamn good-looking co-hosts trying to take my spot you son of a bitches and steve carrier fuck you too here on channelattitude.com your smackdown live review infidels I Yo, can't yeah. Yeah. you're right break it down right. asshole yeah, i can't even see how i fuck it up we're the gangsters now watch the act oh shit you know what to do get vaccinated <laughs> oh.